deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shriekcast, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. It's all over. It's Jover. The world is falling apart. Nothing's good anymore. I bashed my big toe against a table earlier. (laughs) Oh, no. And it has ruined my entire day and probably my life. Yeah, probably. I I think it's all downhill from here. I think I've peaked. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. Once you hit the advanced age of of 30 something stubbing your toe that is a that's a a, a life changing event the course the, the direction of my of my life my career everything has been has been drastically altered yeah bummer so hit it pretty hard huh <laughs> i i hit my toe really hard it was really it hurt ouch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Sometimes sometimes the chair in the dining room is just a little further out than you were expecting. And uh, you womp, you get it. You, you just get it on the way out. And it hurts real bad. And, uh, and it makes everything in life, it, everything turns to ash in your mouth after that. Uh, this is kind of a scary, scary story because I know I've stubbed my toe before, like mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it has been years since I last stubbed my toe. And now I feel like there's a countdown <laughs> oh, over no. my head. I've I'm like, like cursed you. It's going to happen again at some point in my life. I've, I've when given is it going to be the, the, the Ringu tape? Yeah. <laughs> the ghost that comes and stubs your toe is going to get you. Yeah. I mean, like it's 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 not that bad, but it's just it's just you, every now and then it happens and you're like, fuck. The, the pain receptors are working too hard. Right. Uh, everything, everything else that starts slowing down with age, the nerves should calm down, I think, maybe. Yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> that would be great. I at least think, I at least think, I don't think I broke the toe, which is, that's, that's the real, are, are you, were you ever a toe breaker, serial toe nope. breaker? Nope, never. No, me either. I don't think, I, or maybe I have, and I just got lucky and never needed to. Uh, you know, have it uh, have it looked at. But I, I I knew some like serial serial toe breakers growing up. Just just always bashing into shit. Just stubbing those toes left and right. Just too hard. Just just whoops. There we go. Need to go to the doctor now. Yeah. Hmm. I've never broken a bone. Have you? No, I have not. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's the curse that I'm putting on myself here. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I might I'm just gonna like walk outside of the of the recording studio and immediately like break my leg or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna slip on. (laughs) No, no, I'm I I guess I just have, you know, dark dark thoughts, gloomy, gloomy outlooks, death on the mind, because we may may have committed murder on our last episode. It seems so. All the evidence is pointing toward uh, our our murder committing. <laughs> we we might be culpable uh, for 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 sneaking in like Tom Hanks and the Lady Killers and and smothering Neopets Meta. <laughs> 
like like we we've had a good we've had a good run with the streetcast leyline bit mm-hmm. and i i was like there there was sort of a wistful you know i i don't miss i certainly don't miss reading harry potter but i definitely had a certain wistful like feeling when we switched to hunger games and twilight and stuff where i was like well since we're not going to be like keeping up with a, a really popular thing as it's coming out anymore, there's no way that we can still be like, you know, exercising our power of the late with the lathe of heaven, heaven here. And like, right. <laughs> making, you know, uh, 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 piecing together these funny ley line line bits, but um, it's only gotten stronger since we stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny too, because our, um, our episode that we did uh, for our like Neopets NFT postmortem uh, was just like completely spontaneous, mm-hmm. right? Like I think we were even talking about it day after, and we we're like, ah, like what have we got going on right now? I'm just like, <laughs> oh, we should we should talk about our um, our dark era of uh, NFTs and stuff, <laughs> and and then literally like. The next day or two days later, the Neopets uh, metaverse has been canceled. (laughs) The Neopets metaverse has been canceled. And not only that, but Neopets itself is like now like you you, you have a, I I think, very compelling theory that the doomsday clock is now ticking for Neopets actual as well. Oh, 100 percent. It's dead. I'm so confident about this. Yeah, because this is all happening sort of in conjunction because it's the the four. Is it the former head of Neopets Meta is now going to Neopets proper? It's now the CEO of Neopets, the new company. (laughs) Yes. This is I would like to sincerely apologize to all of our listeners who may be playing vanilla Neopets still. Um, We did not. No, this would happen. We did not ask for this to be our power, but we maybe should have uh, uh, been more self-aware of our connection to the cosmos um, mm-hmm. because we've killed it. We have, we have killed Neopets. Yep, absolutely. We have. Um, and I just want to say for anyone that is playing vanilla Neopets and uh, uh, is, hold- is like cautiously optimistic about this whole situation, which it seems like... <laughs> There are a lot of people who are cautiously <laughs> optimistic, and I just want to smack that one right down because this <laughs> this stinks of crypto. Like, like you you may not be like me and may not have spent six months lurking in NFT discords, uh, but let me let me tell you, like reading between the lines on this thing, this is a this is a crypto dork. Even this is if. Even if this is not like a crypto endeavor, doesn't matter. It's the same shit. This is going to like run it into the ground. They posted their announcement on Medium. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, is like, okay, so I I think everyone's a little excited because like, oh, yay, no more crypto stuff in Neopets. But it's the same guy. It's the crypto guy. And like... The thing is, with all of the the NFT and crypto businesses that we've been like having fun watching circle the drain, it's not like those would have been good ideas or well-managed projects if they weren't crypto. Right. Exactly. Like like those would be stupid no matter what they are. They there are the people who are 
successful at the crypto scam would also probably pretty successfully scam people in a normal paper money business or they would get lucky. Right. Like, like, like either you luck into it or you're you're good at playing the game. And the thing is, is that the people running stuff like Neopets meta are neither lucky nor good at running the shell game. So we there's really no <laughs> no path forward here, I don't think. Um, there, my favorite detail in that medium announcement that you mentioned is that they excitedly announced that they were able to raise four million dollars in a round of investment uh, uh, seeking, uh, which is our, you know, hey, that's more money than I have or will probably ever have. Um, it's peanuts. But- but it's but, bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, it's because it, because the, the next thing they do is say now. So moving forward, we're going to be uh, expanding, you know, d- d- what, what was the phrase they used? It's like, like, finally, finally uh, uh, hitting the gas on everything we've wanted to do with Neopets. It's going to be an online game. It's going to be a, a, a new app world of Neopets. It's going to be a fully 3D explorable social space. You, you can quest. Uh, there's there's items to discover and worlds to explore. It's like four million dollars. You are not making a, an MMO for four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, you know, maybe that's your first round of investment, but you're not getting you know what? If you get eight million dollars, if you get another four million, you're still not making an MMO. I just <laughs> I just it's so sad to see them get like even even setting aside who who is in charge now just thinking about like the neopets like design team as a whole you get four million dollars and instead of going like wow we can really use this to like do some of the stuff we do do right by the niche community you know we can steward this thing into into where it belongs uh, uh, you know in, in the niche that it it is cultivated no we are going to this time Third time's the charm. We're we're really it's really going to be huge again this time. It's just oh, it's so sad. It is sad. It's not it's not going to work. <laughs> it just isn't. And uh, new companies fail, and this one is going to fail. And there is going to be nowhere for Neopets to go after that, and it is going to go away. <laughs> it's really really disappointing. It's sad, but yeah, just the. <sighs> There's something spooky about how how fast this one happened. This was like 24 hours within 24 hours of the episode coming out, I think, was what's this this sudden pivot on the Neopets meta thing. Yeah, they're going to they have said that they're going to use some of the assets from the Neopets meta game in their new stuff. That's awesome. That's so good. That means we're going to be getting like there's that 3D model of a Kachik that they keep showing. Yep. There's two sort of like light box style proof of concept environments that they've shown where one is like a village and one is like a, a, a Neopia Central or whatever. Right. And some people uh, gave them free remixes on that other crypto site the audio one so yep. maybe they have some music lined up already well they just said there was going to be a, a virtual concert oh i would i would do anything i would do anything to hang out at the virtual neopets concert and see 1000 
3D models of one Kachik dance to a, an AI generated <laughs> hip hop beat. There's blood on our hands. We did this somehow. We did this. Yeah. We did this. Um, what? You're, you, you are the, the Neopets expert and you're even, you're in a, a like private Neopets like uh, uh, server. What, what is your like, if, if, if you could have calibrated our powers um, the way that we only wish that we could, how, what would, what would your ideal like, like set up for this like four million dollar windfall be for Neopets? That's a great question. I I think it's hard because I don't think that there is a great path forward for Neopets. It has like a consistent group of players, but like clearly, I mean, if we take the medium uh announcement on its face, they have been in the red for a long time and they have like a like a cash shop on Neopets. Um so clearly that has not uh, been panning out for them. Uh, and for the most part, the thing that I'm surprised to see is that as part of this announcement, they like are going to use some tool to bring back some of the Flash games. Um, and people are like, oh, that's like, I'm so excited to play the Flash games again. And I'm like, I don't I don't think Flash games are ever going to grow <laughs> the site. I don't think the site no. can ever grow. It just won't work. Because, because, like, if 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 you snapped your fingers and brought all the flash games back working, which I would love, but, but like that's not, that's just bringing Neopets up to like the baseline it was at twenty five years ago, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not really, if if that's the best you can promise. Like, like for, you know, they're, 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 they're big, they're big, like number one with a bullet promise being, okay, we, we are finally going to fix the flash games that have all deprecated. And it's like, well, I mean, great, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of just like, not, that's not like an exciting new thing. That's just, thanks guys. You made it, uh, you made it normal finally. Right. Here's my problem is I don't like the customization stuff mm -hmm. and a lot of people really do that play the site. So my ideal site is them rolling that back, going to where they were before it got bought out by Jumpstart or whatever, and then trying to go forward from there. Um, but that's what Grundo's Cafe is. So I'm already doing that. You're already on. You're already on. Well, wow. Classic for Neopets. You're 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 set. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm yeah. all good. Yeah. Yeah, I just it all all roads lead back to this is probably a doomed enterprise, which is sad, you know. This is a this was a a, a, a early internet institution, but it's just like it's been <laughs> it's been trotted out so many ways for like a, a you know, it's 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 big comeback and it's just never happened and I don't I just don't get I don't get the feeling that we're ever going to see that. It's just Neopets. And that's fine. Some things are just the thing they are. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish that they could just keep it, like, make modest improvements to the site and just try to um just cater to the people that play it. But, like, mm -hmm. that's not going to make them money. And clearly this guy is in it to make some money. 
uh, as evidenced by trying to do NFTs. So, yeah, like the trying to do the like infinite content, infinite growth thing is really funny to do with Neopets. Like it doesn't it doesn't work and I don't like it with like anything else, but you at least see it generally happening with like IPs that have a lot going on. <laughs> Whereas, you know, this is Neopets. It's it's you got some cute little guys and you click on stuff. Um and the only people who play it are people who remember playing it in 2002. It's just not I, I don't think the graph the, the chart isn't going to go stonks. It, 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 it just can't. It can't. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's possible. I miss the vicious economy that it used to have. The vicious economy. Yeah, like nothing. Nothing. Everyone just has a million neo points, right? Oh, a million yeah, billion yeah. neo points. Yes. Nothing is nothing is hard in the game anymore. So if they could um, like tank the the in-game stocks, that would be a great start. Yeah, it needs it needs more Neopets could have more like Eve Online style crazy digital espionage shit going on, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um uh, now that's a path forward. Now there's a path forward. What 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 if what if we just like put one knife in the middle of the room and made all the players run toward it? There we go. <laughs> Very fitting idea for our Hunger Games podcast here. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The It's so funny too that it's it's uh it, it this their their like pitch is the is is the the every game thing, you know, the the infinite game, the open world RPG that's also a housing simulator and a social club and whatnot which is the exact same pitch i believe that the crypto game was it, it's just the same idea just without fake money to buy to put into it which that wasn't real and wouldn't have worked but there's at least like the kernel of the idea where you can see how people could like trick themselves into thinking it would work that way you know like they're, they at least explain the logic in a way similar to that, like old, um, the like troll physics comics where people, where it was like, <laughs> if you jump off the skateboard right before you hit the ground, you, you won't, you won't get splat. And like, you know, there was like a, an element of like napkin logic to like, yeah, so we're making this game. It's going to have infinite content because people are going to be making content for it. And also the game pays you to play it. And so you'll be putting that money into the game and invest. It. And it's like, Okay, I could see some people getting duped by that. But now it's just like, well, we're not doing any of that uh, business stuff, um, but we're still making the same game. And I just, you know. <laughs> but the- we've got $4 million. <laughs> <laughs> at, this, yeah. at, at this point, it's like, I, I, you're, not, you're not even telling me the beans are magic. You know, it's like, oh, these, these beans, these are normal beans. They're going to, that are going to change your life. Most recently, the decision was made to transition to a mobile app and rebuild from the ground up as World of Neopets, a social life simulation game in which you live your ideal Neopian life from the perspective of a Neopet, decorate your Neo home, explore iconic Neopian lands in 3D, discover secret treasures and knowledge, or play mini games while you party with your Neo friends, 
all while you interact and quest with a collection of your favorite Neopian characters. Wow. That sounds so real and doable, especially on a low budget. They got $4 million from investors. Yeah. And they're going to fix the Flash games. I love the like the the scope of those two different things. It's like, one, fix the Flash games. Two, make an MMO. Yeah. <laughs> make Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. So sorry to Neopets. I... I, I, if I had known that that us recording an episode on the NFTs again would uh, would kill it, I, I I would have stayed my blade. But unfortunately, here we are. We we can't take it back. We we kill them. I'm so excited to see what a disaster it's going to be before it goes under. Like that sounds <laughs> horrible. I love Neopets. I really do. Yeah. I, it means a lot to me. It is going to be so funny to see them like flail about trying to like make big changes and seeing what happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like yeah it's sad and i wish it wasn't happening but at the very least it is going to be tremendous content uh to watch unfold right yeah i'm definitely going back and playing just to experience it (laughs) <laughs> just getting a getting a front row seat for the crash it'll it'll be great exactly yeah the only the only way out of this and and, and this is my um this is my 12th dimensional chess move here maybe us doing and saying all of this right now is what will cause the threads of fate to twist and make it all happen uh, yes, that is the other alternative. And I'm so glad you said that because just in case this thing like <laughs> is just the next hotness and everybody loves Neopets and it makes a million billion trillion dollars, then we'll <laughs> still look pretty good. <laughs> It'll yeah, well, we actually we did this. We were we were doing a little heist here. We were uh, we were doing we a um, Neopets. We were doing what those uh, all those those crypto guys would do and say like, oh, we got to pump. We got to, you know, we got to tank this one and buy it and then we'll push it back up. Right. Whichever one makes us right. We're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could talk about this forever, but we have two action packed and steamy chapters to talk about this week that we should probably get to. We do. Take us away. All right. Uh, So we read chapter 21 and 22 uh, for chapter 21. It's the night before the feast, uh, which you might remember from last chapter as the event where the game masters provide something that everyone remaining needs in a predetermined location to bring all the remaining tributes together. Uh, Pita is still knocked out cold by the sleep syrup. Katniss does her best to camouflage the cave for when she's gone to the feast. Uh, Katniss takes inventory of who remains. It's Cato, Clove, Foxface, and Thresh, and her and Peta, of course. Um, it's a hard night. Katniss thinks about her family and Gail at home uh, watching the game. Uh, before dawn, Katniss prepares and leaves for the feast. She arrives at the location and lays low in the woods watching. There's a table set out, uh, and it has backpacks for each of the remaining tributes on it. Foxface is the first one that appears, darting out and taking her backpack. The other tributes, still sizing up the situation and not wanting to expose themselves to attack, just let her go. 
Um, Katniss realizes that if she doesn't go for her pack, whoever goes next will take it uh, because hers is so small. So she makes a run for it. Um, But Clove is there and Clove throws a knife at her. They get into a cool action movie fight where Katniss deflects throwing knives with her bow and shoots some arrows and gets like a cool cut on her brow. Ultimately, Clove comes out on top and pins Katniss down. Um, Clove decides to do some taunting, and it turns out she's a real sicko. She tells Katniss she promised Kato a show and is going to cut her lips off. But first, she mentions Rue having died. Um, to kind of taunt Katniss. Um, just as Clove goes in to do some torturing, she is suddenly thrown off of Katniss by Thresh, who has appeared and is enraged after hearing Clove talk about killing Rue. Um, Thresh asks Clove if she killed Rue. She denies it. He smashes her head in with a rock anyway, and she dies. Thresh asks Katniss about what Clove said about her and Rue being allies. He lets her go, lets Katniss go, telling her to run and that they're even now. Uh, Katniss has her medicine for Peta and runs. Thresh has the backpack meant for Kato. Katniss is cut pretty bad from her her brow wound, uh, but she makes it back to the cave. She injects Peta with the medicine and then passes out. Um, Chapter 22, Katniss wakes up thinking that she's at home in District 12, but nope, she's still in the Hunger Games. Peta is all better. Katniss tells him everything about what has happened to her so far in the games. Uh, Peta is confused about Thresh letting Katniss go because he owed her something. Um, Katniss snaps that he wouldn't understand and tells him she has never stopped owing him for the bread when they were kids. Uh, they have a little back and forth about that. Um, they eat and hang out and talk about the big field in the arena and how Thresh is in there. Um, they mostly just spend this whole chapter talking about stuff. Uh, Katniss thinks, um, about Hamish's clear message to her that them furthering their romantic storyline equals gifts from sponsors that he will meet her out to them. Katniss makes some attempts at romance, and they share another kiss. Um, this one she likes even more than, than the other one. Um, another day goes by. They're hungry. Katniss's next romantic attempt is to ask Peta when he first had a crush on her, uh, like he had mentioned in the interview. And Peta tells a story about his dad being in love with Katniss's mom and how it was because of her singing. And then when Peta heard Katniss sing at a school like music assembly, he was done for. Uh, Katniss pulls off the romance act. Um, and so Hamish sends a meal to them, and that is the end of the chapter. Katniss taking L's this chapter. Yeah. Um, I was so delighted and frustrated by Katniss getting all the way to the uh to the feast and then sort of surveying it and going, like, hmm, what should I do? And then Foxface just walks up, takes what she wants, and leaves. And Katniss's response is, damn, I should have done that. Damn, why didn't I do that? What a what a risky strategy, but I should have gone for that. I want to know what, what the other strategic options were. She knew that the whole thing was about bringing them together, so you have to grab it at some point. So just, like, sitting there and going, like, hmm, okay, I'm surveying this. You're there. Just take it. I, Katniss, come on. If she's not going to just take it, I would like her to at least consider sniping some people. Because yes. that's the other option, right? It's yeah. like waiting and sniping some people. Come on, Katniss. Yeah, she even selected, like, some arrows for herself, right? Like, she she's like, okay, I have nine left that I'm rationing out. or whatever. Perfect. More than you need. 
Yeah, you could you could you could take some people down. I the, the this has been um this has been something that's been kind of sticking with me honestly since the the first time we entered the arena, but I think that this particular area of the Hunger Games is the weirdest, least described, hardest to get a sense of the geography of any scene that takes place here. Do you feel similarly? Oh, at the cornucopia? Yeah. Like the, yeah. I mean, it is in that my mind has made has made it up completely, which is that I imagine it being just an empty field and then surrounded by separate biomes. It's which it's, is based on nothing, right? Yeah, I I can't picture this very well. Like all we've gotten is that like it's an it's called the arena. I don't know if that refers to just the entire like the map, basically the map is the arena or if like cor- the cornucopia is like in a sort of like coliseum, like open air coliseum. That's like its own thing. I've just had a really hard time. Like, like I think that the, the book has done a pretty good job in all the hatchety stuff setting the scene or and, and you know, I know roughly like. Like whether she's in a wooded area, like what what climbing the trees is like, what these caves that they're they're like making shelter in are like and how far you like we we have a pretty good sense of like the overall geography of this place. But the cornucopia itself, more or less, I think she's just mentioned once that it looks like a big horn uh, and that's it. And I, I just really am for something that is so central to like every major conflict in the games i'm i'm having a really hard time putting myself there i guess i I, it's very vague it's it's just very funny that you mentioned that i'm realizing that i have no idea what it looks like and in my head i've just turned it into a middle school soccer field it's literally (laughs) what i'm picturing yeah (laughs) like a soccer field with like a folding table on it in the middle of a bunch of like distinct biomes. It's like there's a field on like there's a big tall field on one side and then there's like the woods on the other side and mm-hmm. there's just like a soccer field in the middle. Yeah, it's it's just like it, the the book is very fast paced and I I appreciate that it's sort of lean on description a lot of the time but similar to I think I did didn't I have a similar complaint about the seam in like the first chapter? Mm-hmm. Like it it's just it it's sometimes a little too lean and this this is such a central area and the fact that there's this big action sequence set here where Katniss is like lamenting her ability to like you know her failure to strategize and there's people coming out like and surprising her i guess in a big field <laughs> i don't really understand like like people are just sort of like popping in and out of reality is like where they might as well be in this scene um i i, I don't fully just have I, I just don't have a grasp on it i don't know it's 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 a little frustrating yeah i mean clove does like pop into reality because i think katniss is just like I sensed danger before I saw it and it was like a knife whizzing past and then Clove was just there, right? There in the soccer field. Clove is just there behind her and then also Thresh manages to get the drop on them from seemingly out of nowhere as well. 
um, which if I had like a picture of this place as like some like twisting labyrinth or something, I would totally understand. But I just characters just sort of appear when they need to in this scene. And it's uh, it just feels a little scattershot, I guess. Mm -mm. I mean, the whole thing feels a bit flimsy, really. This this entire feast thing. Uh, has felt like. I mean, like it, the thing is, is that I, I I think that it is its own lampshade, and that like it's obviously in in the story, it is a ruse to get all the characters together in one place for some action to happen, um, for the sake of the Hunger Games audience. But I think the problem is, is that it also feels very transparently like a dumb idea to get all the characters in the same place <laughs> as a novel as well. Um, because it, the, this, this concept of the feast only was only introduced to us as it happened. Like we, th this isn't even like, uh, I mean, this is similar to the rule change thing with Rue where I was just like, I think that you could have gotten away with this exact setup if it had been, if like the unpredictability or the, like, um, the like pinpoint, uh, 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 cruelty of the way that the game is like structured midstream to fuck with the players was like established a little better. Um, the one thing that we did get was like, you know, we, we've, we've seen like the avalanches and we've seen the fireball stuff, but those feel a little different than like changing the rules on the fly or like doing a hot drop of important items on the fly. It just feels a little flimsy. Um, and I, I and I wish that that stuff either played into the world building a bit more or these excuses to get these characters together were a little more interesting than like we have the MacGuffin you need. Right. I, it does make me interested in what the MacGuffin for the other characters is. And I sure hope we actually find out. That would be very cool. I would have something that I was thinking about was I, I would have appreciated maybe. And like this isn't like me saying like this is what it should have been, but it's just like an idea that I'm like this could have been a fun way to do it of maybe Katniss gets a little big for her britches when she gets there alone. And is like, what if I just take all of them? You know, <laughs> like what if I, right. something like that. So we can see what, um, uh, uh, what's in there, those other backpacks. Maybe we can get some interaction with these characters. Maybe she can, you know, realize that she's painted a target I just anything it, it just feels a little like not only did she fall for I mean like it's not even really that she fell for it she knew that it was a trap but like she walked into the trap knowingly um to get this thing and then doesn't know what to do and kind of doesn't do anything um just sort of gets rolled by everyone there what do you think she would have done if Foxface had taken her bag Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Foxface had liked it because it's just because because the, the one thing that is quite fun about this is we get the, the note that like hers is like a really tiny bag. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so like if Foxface had just gone like, ooh, that will, you know, that's easy to carry. Yoink. Uh, and then maybe we could have had like a chase sequence or like she could have tried to snipe Foxface and she did some cool acrobatics and dodged the air. I don't know, something. There's there's a lot of missed opportunities here, I think. If we're bringing all these characters together, let's have them bounce off each other a little more. Right, because I think that's my issue with it most of all, is that um, 
like Foxface does her strategy. And then Caddis is just like, well, I guess I just gotta go. Like, it doesn't really feel like much of a... I mean, it is a choice, right? But it, yeah, I don't know. It's just so underwhelming. She doesn't it, seem to have much of a plan. There's just not much there dressing up the fact that this is just getting characters together to like kind of write. I mean, like like the clove scene is the is the the most we get. Um, and it, it, you know, it's something. I mean, it is completely stock. <laughs> villain with a knife stuff which is really really funny i uh i i was watching i've been on a james bond kick recently nice and i watched all the brosnan ones last week um and i watched die another day the other day um Mm -hmm. and there's that knife fight between Halle berry and rosamund pike on a plane that's crashing um where like this exact thing happens right where like the villain pins the hero to the ground and is like straddling her chest and holding the knife at her and going like "Ooh, i'm gonna cut you up wow sexy but also (laughs) dangerous and i'm just like oh okay this is just we're just doing this we're just doing the the what if a villain had a knife and sort of like traced it around your face a little bit haha thing here it's really And it's fun. I'm not saying I don't like that shit. I love that shit. But it's just like really kind of out of nowhere. It's also happening in the middle of a field. And it's also happening because Katniss didn't notice her. I it just it it's it feels like they got loaded into a Gary's mod map and posed to make this happen rather than like a story naturally led us to this conclusion of like, yeah, we're getting the fun. We're getting the fun knife threatening action movie scene. Of course. Um, you know how at the beginning of the novel Katniss is like, I, I understand what the hunger games are. The capital is making us fight each other, uh, instead of, um, banding together and fighting them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's really undermined when when like the other contestants in the Hunger Games are like comedy villain villains. Yes. Yeah. And and like I, I guess I guess the lampshade on that is that these are all the careers, you know, who've been trained for this, but like it it does sort of remove a little bit of like the power of the metaphor. If the if the you know, because if, if this was all a bunch of people who are like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I, you know, I got to it's 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 all I can do. Oh, it's so tragic. Like that would make some sense. But the fact that everyone who's left in the games except PETA and uh, uh, Katniss and I guess maybe Thresh are are like. And and Thresh is a cartoon villain here and is in his own right, but he at least seems to like not be the kind of like he's not the Joker the way that um uh, uh <laughs> Clove is here, right? Um uh it's it's just a little uh I don't know. I I was expecting a little more angst, I guess, from that of the contestants. Yeah, I wish I, I wish we knew a little bit more about the careers, and I feel like maybe we will learn in the future books, but we're kind of running out of time to learn like mm-hmm. why they are the way they are. It's yeah. Just because you train someone to win at the Hunger Games doesn't make them the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're if we're doing the like tragic soldier story, 
You know, it's like there's a million ways to do that. You know, they can be a ruthless killing machine, but they can like feel conflicted or feel dead. I was expecting a lot more of that. So I was expecting a little bit more like Metal Gear Solid or something in here. I don't know. I'm just like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, you know, why? Why do we why do we do this? Uh, but uh, in, instead, Harley Quinn is like carving a Joker <laughs> face on Katniss. It's I. I've gotten I've I've noticed that we've get, been getting a lot of comments on on the episodes from people saying like, oh, like, I, 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 I hope I hope you read the rest of the series because like everything you want is in the second one or something. If if the second one just takes this like this like basic premise, which I do think is fun and really cool and like very entertaining to read a lot of the time and just kind of like blows it out and does all the stuff we're asking for, I would I'm. I'm on board. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, how are we going to get Katniss back in the Hunger Games, though? That's another thing that just feels so action movie franchise to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, we got to get you back in the death game. Ah, shucks. (laughs) I can't wait to see how they pull that off. Well, we'll see. They send a member of the army to her house and they say, they say, Katniss, (laughs) We need to study how you survived the <laughs> Hunger Games, so we're coming with you. We're putting you back in. Katniss is winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This. This. So. So we are running out of chapters, um, and I think it is safe to say that whatever is in that writing about war interview at the end of my book is going to be pretty funny because I, I, I think that we had, I think the, 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 the most that we've gotten is uh, Katniss feeling very moved about the death of Rue. And we got a little bit, we got like a little bit of nasty, like wound dressing gore in the last chapters. Yeah. Hell yeah. But this being, I we've got four chapters left, five chapters left. We 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 I think we're out of runway on the maybe the action will get more grounded thing. I think <laughs> I think this is what we got. I think what we got is, is that there's one villain who is the the acrobat who can do the Ocean's 12 laser dance. And then we have the knife one and then we have the strong one. And that's kind of we have. We have three different Bond henchmen uh, that Katniss is facing off against. And that's 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 fine. That's totally fine. But uh, I don't know. I don't know about the. uh, uh, The self-congratulatory writing about war uh, stuff just yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) Um. We get a little bit of a little bit out of clove, I guess. Like it, it's the, the I mean, the upshot is, is that she's an evil villain henchwoman. But like it's it's something at least it, I'm, I'm surprised at how little dialogue we've had with these other characters. I think that's maybe the they can be as as two dimensional and, and and stock and silly as as the book needs. Um, but I would like to like hear from them you know i'd like them to to be there and like be doing character stuff yeah i mean even clove is such a funny example of that because i think that she's the one where 
uh, like PETA had to catch Katniss up about who she was, right? Mm-hmm. And, and had to be like, yeah, that's like, Katniss is just like, oh, that's her name is Clove. And PETA's like, yeah, that's Clove. I'm like, who? <laughs> She's the one, I believe, who Katniss was like, and there's one whose name I can't remember, and <laughs> who we thought was going to be like a big deal. Right. It wasn't that she was like someone that Katniss had forgotten about who was important. It was that she was, uh, she just literally wasn't important until now. Right. Mini boss. Mini boss. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, we got our big, um, we got our big, big thresh payoff here and, uh, not loving it. No, no. We, we've talked previously in the interview uh the interview chapter about how teacher just sort of felt like a kind of racist archetypical brute character and lo and behold he is but he's also he's sort of like a noble warrior brute too oh interesting oh he was so massive and huge and it seemed like he had gained even more muscle while in the arena i'm just like don't like it. Yeah. That's maybe, I think, the biggest critical fuck up in this book. I, I think that the writing something that is and should be uh, so in conversation with like American racism, just leaning into it itself. Yeah, I agree. A real shame. But he does he does kill Clove with a rock. And that was kind of awesome. Yeah, kind of gruesome, too. She's like still alive for a little while. Yeah. And Katniss is like, oh, but her head's caved in. So she's not not going to make it. And I'm like, oh, it's it's not like killed in one hit. I mean, it was, but just it was just a little a uh, little gruesome, a little bit of lingering uh, suffering happening. Yeah, I mean, I'll 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 I'll. I'll say that's that's more of the kind of thing that I was wanting out of the action in this is it being like, you know, it can be heightened and, uh, 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 you know, conveniently staged like an action story. But I was I wanted it to be nasty, you know, because it's the Hunger Games. The whole thing is nasty. This is a nasty enterprise. And I was sort Mm -hmm. of hoping for a little bit more of that, like, lurid uh sort of like uh less glamorous action stuff i guess right we got a little bit of it like i said the field dressing number one for that but 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 i, I thought this was at least like a a, a kind of cool gruesome death for a for a character that sort of at least touches a, a little bit more on like the the like tragedy and the cruelty of this situation the characters are in yeah, but she's also the Joker, so you can't be that sad about it. <laughs> That's right. She's also the Joker. Um, she was going to the thing is the thing is is that the difference between we we get like two different kinds of uh, um, movie violence happening here. It feels like where we get the villain who says the fucked up thing they're going to do, but they don't actually get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, classic, classic. Uh, 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 blockbuster movie thing and then we get the like far too gruesome oh my god what a nasty kill like horror movie death and like you know those are both those are both valid um interesting to see them collide 
in in a novel <laughs> that I would assume would be mostly leaning on the latter. But hey, um, uh, we at least get we at least get some action. Uh, Katniss has sort of been showing up uh, uh, to watch other people's action or like seeing coming coming in too late just in time like when with, with Rue's death and, and whatnot it, it's nice to even if it did require her to be loaded into the map with console commands in the field that the cornucopia is in um i at least appreciate that we got some like katniss is having to fight people uh stuff here yeah it was exciting i still um I'm just always rooting for her to do something cool, though. So I'm like a little sad that she just got like destroyed immediately. She kind of got rolled, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and sort of convenient that Thresh is like, well, you, uh, you know, tell me, tell me about what happened with Rue. And she explains and he's like, well, OK, um, I'll spare you then and walks away, which is. I mean, like I said, the, you know, the noble brute stuff is, is, is I think, deeply uh, shitty, but it's also incredibly convenient for the story here that, that that with like three players left, he is willing to just walk away. Yeah, uh, we're in the damn Hunger Games. Nobody seems to understand that but me. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's the Hunger Games. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he should have like heard that story and been like, well, damn, that was that was really nice of you. Anyway, uh, we're going to duel now or something. Right. Like, yeah, crazy? this is the Hunger Games. Yeah, his his if 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 it had to be a sort of like warriors respecting each other moment, I really think it should have been like him, him is like, OK, I will give you like the I, I will give you like, you know, 10 paces or something. But then we're fucking going for it or or we're going to have like a duel. But but him just going like, OK, see, ya is a little like, I don't know, like I said, convenient, especially especially when. As soon, as soon as he turns and walks away, Katniss's like first thought is like, mm, I hope someone else kills him so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> You're in the Hunger Games. She's never going to win with this attitude. Yeah. Yeah, she really needs to. She needs to get meaner. Maybe. I don't know. She saves all her meanness for PETA, who, I mean, deserves it. But like, is on her team now. So, Yeah. So that's that's our dose of the action. How about all this PETA stuff? I feel like this is for teens and I am not a teen, so it is not working on me. Yeah, I mean, it is. for It's a YA novel. So like, I get I guess I can't hold yeah, that against it. That's what but I mean. like, I'm like, this is this is for teens. It is not yeah. for me. I would like to talk about. Uh, at the top here, though, the the opening sequence of, of this, you know, once she gets back and, and she she gives Peter the medicine, she passes out because she's bleeding because because Clove cut her so bad. And then she has this dream where she imagines PETA as her mother. Yeah. What's what's going on there? That's that's at least something interesting because <laughs> because, you know, the 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 sort of Oedipal implications aside, she also has explicitly said that she like doesn't trust her mother. Right. 
in this chapter. And so I thought that was like the one like stroke of genius in all of this. I was like, whoa, that's a really interesting choice to have her hallucinate uh, her mother as PETA. I can't remember if it's right after or right before she gives this little I, I guess it's a confession because that we we've we've observed. I, I remember both of us have observed how interesting her relationship with her mom is in the in the chapters where they're like actually together. Mm-hmm. How much she kind of seems to resent her and 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 how cold she is to her mother. But here she literally just says, "I do not trust my mother." Like or, right. or you know, I no longer trust my mother. So I don't know that that's maybe maybe there's one more wrinkle coming with the PETA stuff. Maybe I'm just hanging on to the threads of hope here, but maybe maybe there's something deeper going on there and that this this lack of trust is going to come back with him. Maybe. God, I hope so. That would be something. It would be something because what we get here instead is like. I mean, it's teen romancy. I think they're fun. Um, in a lot of shows and, and books and whatnot, just the little angsty first time romance stuff. But I think my main issue is, is that we have all these scenes where she is explicitly like, what would Gail think of this? Gail is a lot cooler. Gail, Gail, Gail is way more <laughs> awesome than Peta. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he sure is. Yeah, I wish Gail was here. <laughs> God, if Gail was in the Hunger Games, he would have been he would have he would have been sniping people. He wouldn't be give, he wouldn't he wouldn't be uh, uh, tiptoeing around like this. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And he'd be asking why Katniss isn't sniping people. Yeah, he basically told her to like before the Hunger Games started. And the he was whole right. reason she's using a bow is because of him. Yeah, he's he's like, find a bow. That was his first piece of advice to her. Find a bow. Yeah, and if there's not a bow, then just make one. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I wish she had to make one. That, <laughs> that would have explained the no sniping. If she had like a shitty bow that could like only kill rabbits or something. Right. But yeah, so PETA, I, like we, we've talked at length about like PETA feeling weird as a character. I don't know if you still feel this way, but I, 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 I was just like, throughout this chapter, just like not really getting enough out of him to make me go back on my uh, feelings that he is just sort of a character whose arc is completed and, and is just sort of around now, you know? Oh, totally. That is exactly what it feels like. They're having the exact same argument they had at the beginning of the book here. Um, uh, it was it was at least nice to see the like the bit where Katniss k- sort of like touches on the, the thing that, that that we've 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 talked about in a few episodes of her hating owing people and stuff like I, I liked seeing that come come to the forefront. But like nothing really new is happening here other than Katniss, I guess, sort of recognizing and accepting that uh, this was Hamish's plan and also it worked. Yeah, which I don't like. No. I'm very, very confused by her reaction to sort of piecing together that this was all a ruse. Um, I think that specifically the fact that it's like we get like a real first kiss thing here and that she's like really into it 
it just feels again kind of similar to the thresh stuff it just feels a little convenient right but like this should be a big moment of like selling herself out for the capital mm-hmm. but because she does love PETA, does feel something for PETA, it sort of is working out. And and so it makes the argument that they have around the periphery of this kind of hollow because it just feels like this is a done deal now that she really does love him. Right. Yeah, it's really boring. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. I'm just like scrolling through my ebook here. And I remembered the action sequence being a lot longer, but it is not like one and a half chapters is all this back and forth between them. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> um, maybe did I just like completely miss something? Uh, why did PETA join the careers? I don't think Katniss has asked him directly yet. I was kind of wondering why she hasn't asked him that. I'm surprised that that didn't come up when he was arguing with her about um, knocking him out. Like, uh, because there's a moment where he gets genuinely mad at her for like, you know, he like playfully brings it up and then she sort of like fires back and then he like gets mad for real about it. Um, And I'm really surprised that that didn't like uncork the, uh, okay, well, you join the fucking careers, so shut up you know, response. Um, I, I'm going, I'm just like flipping back here, but like that entire thing where she was like, Oh, I realize why he joined the careers. Now that was all in her head. That was never said to her by him. Right. 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 Am I crazy? Yeah. And I guess I just didn't buy into her explanation either, but if she does, then why would she ask? But I just don't really, it doesn't, um, doesn't make sense to me. It's like, even if it makes some sort like, 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 let's say that Katniss is just 100% correct in her assessment, which is kind of what it seems like. We are, like I said, we're kind of running out of runway on this book for like any, any more developments to happen here. Um, like, so the, the upshot of it is, is that she is completely correct in her assessment that, uh, uh, PETA joined the careers because of this harebrained scheme that Hamish cooked up to protect her and then reunite so they can have a, uh, a romantic relationship that wins a lot of favor with the audience, which feels like a lot of maybes for a plan. Um, <laughs> Especially one that only one party of the two involved uh, is privy to. And also, it's just not a very satisfying story to have the character go like, oh, I guess that's why. And move on. Also, the whole plan is really, really banking on the rule, the unprecedented rule change. Unless PETA like has been going into this whole thing, trying to sacrifice himself, which I think is probably the answer. Mm hmm. Like, did Hamish get a leak? Does he have an in with the game makers to make this happen? The rule change happen? Was the plan initially that he was going to sacrifice himself to protect her? And that was sort of 
it and now everything else is gravy or I really don't know. And Hamish, I mean, like Hamish by necessity is like not present for any of this stuff. Right. But like, I really hope that we get a little bit of a debrief with him to understand what the what the goal was here, because it just seems very like step one pretend to be in love step two question mark step three win the hunger games like i don't <laughs> there's a big there's a big uh nebulous space where it's like okay so i joined the careers to protect her and then <laughs> what happens I, I i mean like everything is sort of shaken out but it is shaken out in a way where both of them are really heavily injured and are like in a cave kissing for like three days which yeah they're just, having a lot of downtime for this uh romance to bloom yeah i like i like that uh uh they get this like this like amazing picnic delivered yeah. to them and it's like a very cute moment they you know she gets like the food that she really liked but like i was like so begging for like kato to come kicking the door down right when they got it or something like i i i was surprised at how dedicated to just the romance all of this stuff was there's really not much tension yeah it is a i mean i guess we got action and we got romance and but it's like everything feels like it got put on pause for the romance and like last time that katniss like stood still for like half of a day, the game maker shot fireballs at her. So it's weird to feel like she just gets this like three day cave break. I'm I'm just not bought into the, the real romance here. I'm bought into the fake romance. I loved the fake romance plan. Yeah. But just like everything else that's happened in this book, it has a convenient out to be like, fine. And I'm just like, I kind of, I just want some like, I, I want these characters to suffer more. It's a really silly thing to say. <laughs> like, I do. This is the book about how the, the evil government controls every aspect of your life and can make you suffer. I want them to suffer. Um, what did you think of Peta's story about his, uh, like, the crush origin? I lost my mind when I when they mentioned <laughs> that they had music class in school. <laughs> Me too. In, they went to a music assembly at Cole School. They have assemblies in Cole School? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Who's funding the damn school in this <laughs> in this like feudal village that they live in in the Appalachian Mountains? This is like crazy i can't keep track this like i there were moments where i was like maybe i'm being too uncharitable about the school thing maybe maybe the like the like oh it's this crazy dystopia but the one the one thing that the author can't envision is like the collapse of the public school system but i'm back on my bullshit now that is that is nuts <laughs> that is that is so unbelievable that in the same chapter where they're talking about how like Katniss has to like go and shoot squirrels with a bow to boil in a pot at home uh, uh, <laughs> to survive. But they still have like public school that has like the arts. They still have like arts classes. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> 
at the very least, it should have been like an evil government music assembly. Like, they better be singing the anthem, right? Yeah, they should be singing like, yeah, like, like, capital, oh, capital, we love you so fucking much or something. But just like, I just the fact that, that yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was really, really preoccupied with this, with the school mention. I buy that he liked her, I guess, you know, um, but I, I like that, that, that's a, that's a payoff that makes sense for the, for like, oh, why did he give me the bread? But am I remembering it right? That it's like he had a crush on her and that's why he gave her the bread. Yes. It's not just because he was like a good person and it was (laughs) the right thing to do. No, it's yeah. It's not that he like has a sense of right and wrong uh, or in a sense of justice. It's that he thought she was uh, she was cute in that red dress singing the the valley song. Right. I mean, that's fine, too. That's a fine character motivation or whatever. But I'm just like. I think that I, and this is just like a taste thing, so it's not even a criticism, but like I would have liked it more if they both hadn't had crushes on each other and both like had them happen because of the fake romance that was happening mm-hmm. instead of it being yes. from like PETA's perspective, a, like a lifelong thing. Yes, like I want them absolutely. to be in the same spot with each other. I I find this a strange story to like give a conclusion to when I really felt that the bread story like earnestly if I remember right in like episode one or two of this 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 read through my my take on the bread story was that they put too fine of a point on things because she started thinking about well like oh why why did he do that or what and I just it, it just felt like a complete story already is that this kid had a kind heart despite right. all of the the problems in the world around him. He still was like, I, you know, and, and the fact that it, it, it meant that he got in trouble uh, to do it, but he, you know, he was just a good person. He, he, he saw someone in need and gave them food. I vastly prefer that. And I also, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, and there was only one bed should absolutely have been the path to the actual romance here. Right. right. Like, <laughs> Like it, it being a genuine childhood crush for these characters whose childhoods we didn't actually really see putting a hat on a hat, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just would have liked it better if we had seen. Like the origin of their romance instead of just having it just feels a little cheap to be like, oh, he just he just has been in love with her all this time. Like, well, I kind of care about it less than <laughs> do you so do you. On on the pretend we're doing like Twilight again here, mm-hmm. and we're sort of on the boyfriend points uh, swagometer uh, meeting uh, uh, rating here. Mm-hmm. Where does I remember everything about you? Says Peta, tucking a loose strand of hair behind my ear. You're the one who wasn't paying attention. Where does that rate on the swagometer? I just don't like him. I really don't. No, he's. His best moments are when he's at his lowest, I think. And I still think that I, I'm still reeling from him recovering from joining the the careers in my mind as like like just just the, I, I, I need to if we're going to like like finish any of these various like threads of his, that's the one I want to come up again, because 
I I don't buy any of this just off of the value of Katniss sussing out the motivation he had in her own head. Him him going from day one, I don't want to be used as the Capitals puppet. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on my own terms. To two, I am teaming up with the careers for uh for Hamich's plan. That's a fun, that's a fun one-two punch. That's a that's a good tragic character uh uh spiral. But I just don't really understand where he is now as a as the good guy. I just don't see it that way. I, I can't wrap my head around the way the, the book wants me to read this character. Um, there's a part in this chapter where Katniss has this like catharsis moment where she explains everything that's happened to her up until the point that we're at in the Hunger Games, right? Like she tells PETA about Rue and everything that she had to do. And it isn't told, like we don't, hear that conversation, she tells us that she tells him, right? If I'm remembering right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it should have been like, okay, it's his turn. Let's hear (laughs) everything that he's been through up until this point because we haven't been with him. The story that I want to know, like, why did he join the careers? What was it like with the careers? When they when Cato sent him back that one time to finish that girl off, did he do that? Did he just like stab a dying girl? How did that affect him? Like, is he upset about that still? He just feels very like one dimensional because we don't have any of that information. He really is just kind of like a pretty face here. Yeah. Like, like he he's not um yeah, I'm just scrolling through. I I I don't think he the the one the one bit we get from him is him dropping Hey Mitch said you would take a lot of convincing. Yeah, which I, is him. I want to know what that's about. I assume that'll he, be literal later. Yeah, he really gives the game away there. It seems. Um, but yeah, uh, he. He doesn't really have much to say about where he's been this whole time. And I want to know that stuff. And, and and without that, it's hard for me to take all of these scenes where Katniss is mostly I mean, like they argue a little bit, but it's the argument they have is rooted in this like childhood crush stuff. Right. It's the, that's what they're really arguing about when they're fighting. Um. Nothing that they have said about the Hunger Games to each other has felt like it is actually rooted in anything to do with the games. It's just them been them sort of dancing around these feelings they have for each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would love exactly what you described. Like, let him explain in his own words what his plan was here, because I sure <laughs> don't know. And I don't trust him. I don't like him. And that's how... That's why maybe, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. Peter Villain, Peter Villain arc. We've got five chapters left. It could still happen. That's, that's still my happen. hope. Please. That's my Please. hope. That's my hope. Um, that could be God. a great reason why the game makers made the rule change. Because mm, they... They know that Peter is like, has a villain's heart. Yes. Yes. Yes, they know. They know that this is they're they're stringing all of this out to give us the ultimate suffering at the end. 
Right. Yeah. That's that's my hope. That's what I would like to see. Um I uh I I I think that that would retroactively make all of this stuff because that would that would at least make make his actions sort of match the act if it really was all an act, right? And he was just like good at it enough like like good enough at it to get Katniss to uh, explain all this away in her own head, right? Mm-hmm. But I hope, I hope, I hope that's that 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 is absolutely what I hope happens. I don't think it will in a million years, but I sure mm. hope so. We've got we've got some time left. We've got a little bit of runway left. We got a little bit, not much, not very much at all, actually. Like, yeah, shockingly little. Like five chapters left. <laughs> Uh, um, anything else in this chapter that we didn't touch on that you want to discuss? I don't think so. Okay, well, shall we uh, do another round of uh, guessing the YA fake here? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Um, so you have been getting my ass on these for the past couple <laughs> episodes. Uh, you have you have pinned me down. Um, so let's see if I have honed my craft any better this week. Uh, I am going to start with one titled The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken. When Ruby woke up on her 10th birthday, something about her had changed. Something alarming enough to make her parents lock her in the garage and call the police. Something that gets her sent to Thurmond, a brutal government rehabilitation camp. She might have survived a mysterious disease that's killed most of America's children, but she and the others have emerged with something far worse, frightening abilities they cannot control. Now 16, Ruby is one of the dangerous ones. When the truth comes out, Ruby barely escapes Thurmond with her life. Now she's on the run, desperate to find the one safe haven left for people like her, the East River. She joins a group of kids who escape their own camp. Liam, the brave leader, is falling hard for Ruby, but no matter how hard, how much she aches for him, Ruby can't risk getting close, not after what happened to her parents. When, at the, when they arrive at the East River, nothing is at its, as it seems, least of all its mysterious leader, but there are other forces at work, people who will stop at nothing to use Ruby in their fight against the government. Ruby will be faced with a terrible choice, one that may mean giving up her only chance at a life worth living. That was so long. That was rather that was long. Like the whole, that was like the whole book. That's this week's theme on these. All of okay. these are rather long. Um, <laughs> uh, are you ready for number two? Yeah. The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Avery Graham, Grams? Grams. Avery Grams has a plan for a better future. Survive high school, win a scholarship, and get out. But her fortunes change in an instant when billionaire Tobias Hawthorne dies and leaves Avery virtually his entire fortune. The catch? Avery has no idea why, or even who Tobias Hawthorne is. To receive her inheritance, Avery must move into sprawling, secret passage-filled Hawthorne house, where every room bears the man's touch and his love of puzzles, riddles, and codes. 
Unfortunately for Avery, Hawthorne House is also occupied by the family that Tobias just dispossessed. This includes the four Hawthorne grandsons, dangerous, magnetic, and brilliant boys who grew up with every expectation that one day they would inherit his billions. Heir apparent Grayson is convinced that Avery must be a con artist, and he's convinced to take her down. His brother Jameson views her as their grandfather's last hurrah, a twisted riddle, a puzzle to be solved. Caught in a world of wealth and privilege with danger around every turn, Avery will have to play the game herself just to survive. This is the fucking Benedict Cumberbatch fucking escape room mansion. <laughs> that sounds great. I got to read that one. All right. Are you ready for number three? I am. The Gilded Cage by Robert Hagen. Today, 99% of the wealth in the world is controlled by 1% of the population. Tomorrow, one person could take 100%. For above, the, far above the overcrowded city streets, the wealthiest of the wealthy live in their own opulent world without ever seeing so much as an undercity dweller. But the population of this palatial gated community is tightly controlled. So tightly, in fact, that these wealthy socialites are willing to kill to keep their places. Veronica Rose is not rich. She's poor even by the squalid standards of the city below. But when a tram malfunction leads her stranded next to a service exit, she emerges into an arena where the sons of the most powerful families in the nation are about to do battle to earn their place in this cutthroat corporate paradise. They are impossibly well-trained, impeccably dressed, and infuriatingly handsome. And if Veronica wants to make it back home, home alive, she's going to have to sneak her way through their silk-stocking deathmatch. Or maybe, just maybe, this is an opportunity to take something for herself. This is a really hard one. I do not have a, a good, good direction on this. Um, one, it's like an X-Men thing, right? Ruby has sort powers. Of, Ruby has powers. And she was in a government facility and got powers. And the children all died, but not her. She has powers, but something happened to her parents. Uh, but she had to go to a special, like, X-Men school with other kids that have powers. Or something, right? Mm. And then number two. Refresh my memory. Number two. uh. Avery Grams has a plan for a better future and she inherits a bunch of money and she has to spend a night in the puzzle mansion. <laughs> okay, I, that's the one I want to read, though. That's hilarious. I feel like it must be that one because I want to read it. That's your choice. Number mm, two. I'm thinking it might be three as well. Um but I don't know why I think it's number three. Fresh my memory on that one. Three is the, the, the it's the layered city. Layered city. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Um, I think you wrote number two. I am so sorry. I uh, finally win again. Yes. <laughs> I wrote number three. I should have known because it had the word palatial in it. <laughs> you don't think that that would get used in a real nope, YA blurb? I don't. I, that was my like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't think you wrote it. And then that 
that word, I was like, no way. Or silk stocking. Yeah, that too. <laughs> My gambit here was that both of the real ones, the first one sounds like uh, Maximum Ride. Or... Yes. Or Elfin Lead was my yes. other thing. I was like, oh, you're going to you're going to think that I wrote like an Elfin Lead YA novel. And then the second one, as you as you called out, is the the Benedict Cumberbatch's Puzzle 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 Mansion. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got stuck. I was like, this is the this is the escape room with Benedict Cumberbatch. No way. But that's great news because that means I can read it. You can read The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, which is real. Excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. I've still got it. I can still do it. I, Damn, you, you, you got me. You, you had me dead to rights for a couple weeks there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, shall we take it to the close? Yeah. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp and you can find us at patreon.com slash Shriekcast, where you can hear all about the Neopets uh, uh, obituary that we unwittingly uh, recorded last week. Um, And uh, Liz, what are we going to read next time? Uh, We're going to read chapters 23, 24 and 25, I believe. We're going to do a threefer uh, and then we can end on the last two. I think that's that's going to be a great way to to round this all out. Yep. All right. Well, until then, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. There's a lady there makes ocean raw seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.